Hi, everybody. This is Jordan Ostroff with Legalese Marketing, and you're watching Exhibit A Attorneys, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. Joining me today, one of my uh, law firm idols that I might fanboy over a little bit, Mitch Jackson. For those of you that don't know, Mitch is an attorney in California that deals with some very high-profile trials and is a huge trial lawyer. But in addition to that, if that's not enough, if just being a great attorney isn't enough, uh, Mitch is also one of the best and well-branded lawyers I've ever seen. In fact, he literally wrote the book on it, The Ultimate Guide to Social Media for Business Owners, Professionals, and Entrepreneurs, where Mitch shares his insight and interviewed a number of other amazing people to share their stuff when it comes to social media. So obviously, that's going to impact what we're talking about today. We're talking about how COVID-19 has changed legal marketing and branding over the last, whatever it is now, 19 months. So I am super, super, super duper excited to have Mitch Jackson here with us today. Thanks, Mitch. Jordan, it's good to be here, my man. It's, it's great to be on the show. Can't think of a better way to start off a Monday morning here in Southern California. And I can't wait to share what's been working really well for us and some friends of mine that are building into brand building and relationship building on social media with you and your audience today. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So we'll dive into that in a minute. But before that, I want to talk about our most recent episode. We interviewed Jess Birkin. Jess shared with us five rules to improve your life and law practice. So once you're done hearing the amazing insight when, uh, that Mitch has when it comes to legal marketing and branding, if you want to learn more about what you need to do for your firm and your life, you need to watch those five rules to improve your life and law practice with Jess. We'll have the link in here as well. Um, Fabricio's dropping all the links for you, Mitch. I know the biggest one for you is streaming.lawyer. That's right. That's basically my homepage away from the traditional law firm website where I share a lot of the social media, digital and video and live video techniques with other lawyers and professionals around the world. So streaming.lawyers is a place to connect. All right. So before we dive deep into how COVID-19 has changed legal marketing and branding and we talk about video and all the other amazing things you have to share, uh, can you share everybody a little bit about your story? My story. Wow. How many, how many hours do we have? I'll, I'll give you the 60 second version. Born and raised on a guest ranch in Tucson, Arizona. My mom and dad owned their business to, to, you know, together. And I watched how they interact with guests from all over the world. Uh, famous celebrities, Walt Disney, John Wayne, people you see on TV all the time. And I watched how they related and build relationships with the repeat guest. Uh, when I decided after my dad said either get a job or go to college, that it was time to go to the University of Arizona. This is back in the day where all you had to do is just show up. Um, I realized that law was something I might be interested in. First generation lawyer, first, first person in my immediately family to graduate from college, first generation lawyer. But when we started building our practice out here in Southern California from day one, I started implementing a lot of the relationship building techniques that I watched my mom and dad do. Uh, into building the practice. And that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today is how to connect with, build, with people, how to build rapport. And frankly, Jordan, what's worked really well for us in the, in, the, in the courtroom over the years has been working extremely well for us on the digital platforms really since about 1996 when we put up our first website. So I'm excited to share what works, what doesn't, and uh, easy to implement techniques that I think your viewers will be able to literally dive into and start using right after we're done with the show. So, and I love that you share that story because ultimately I think that so reflects who you are. You know, obviously you've got the great legal knowledge and expertise there, 
but I love that you've incorporated those things from your parents because, you know, you and I, we don't come off like the normal stuff, stuffy attorney and whatnot. And so I love that. I know I'm sure a lot of that came back to how you saw your parents handle some of these amazing, wonderful guests that they had. So it's great to see that reflected in what you're doing today. So true. You know, whether we're communicating on social media, Jordan, whether we're in the courtroom or one-on-one with a client, you know, in our office, I think when you talk about the other person, when you ask them to share what's on their mind, how can we help them fix their problem? If you listen more than you speak, I think that's how you build rapport. And I think in today's world, in this upside down COVID-19 world, especially for those of us that try cases, we mediate, we arbitrate cases. I think we need to come in with a new mindset. And I think this mindset also needs to be reflected in the content we're creating on social media. And that mindset is to lead with empathy, right? Lead with empathy in the courtroom and allow compassion to be our compass when it comes to creating content, when it comes to engaging opposing counsel or opposing expert witnesses on the stand or just interacting with other people on social media. So this has been a shift, I think, in a a, a positive way with how lawyers can show their human side, connect better, and when it's all said and done, get more referrals into their law firm so they can increase end-of-year revenue for their practice. So I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. And, you know, it's one of those things, I think we always sort of get that where do you start question. So from the standpoint of that attorney here, ready to build that brand, ready to dive into their social media, ready to lead with compassion, how do they figure out what about them is that drive to be compassion? Is that story to share? Is that, you know, way to be the way that they are? You've got to, you've got to reflect and figure out who are you? What are your values? What are your goals in life? Why do you roll out of bed in the morning? You know, it, it's one of these things where I think once lawyers figure out why they, what they enjoy doing, what are their hobbies, their interests and passions, what are the activities that they're passionate about, the lawyers that are able to incorporate the practice of law with the answers to those questions, I feel are the lawyers that have a long and fulfilling career. I've been practicing for 35 years, Jordan. I'm more excited about getting up today and helping my clients than I've ever been in my life. And there aren't many lawyers you're going to meet after 10 or 15 years that feel that way. I'm twice that, right? 35 years into this into this practice of law. Someday I'll figure out how to actually be a lawyer, but I'm still practicing. And so I think when you incorporate why, which is really the first step I wanted to talk about when it comes to creating social media content, when it comes to building out your brand on the social media platforms, I think you have to understand step number one, what is your why and what are your goals with building out content? Yeah. And I love, I want to jump into that for a second, but I want to highlight something that you just talked about, about finding, you know, your interests and hobbies. You know, I always go back to this. We've got 1.3 million attorneys in the country. We've got 400,000 law firms. So when wow. it comes down to that, you getting a referral or a client hiring you, that's because you were number one in that person's mind. And for me personally, I get more of those from, you know, dressing in a Hawaiian shirt, being a Dolphins fan, playing disc golf, whatever it is, than like right. winning super lawyers, then getting, exactly. you know, the Avo Client's Choice Award, whatever it is that, you know, all of us great attorneys have, it's those little personal things that build those connections so much more. And I think really help people on social media share who they truly are in addition to being a lawyer. You figured it out. I mean, you figured it out. If you want to swim in a sea of sameness, then do what all the other lawyers in town are doing when it comes to how they try their cases, how they conduct discovery, how they litigate their files, uh, how they 
market or try to build their brand on social media. Do what everyone else is doing and you're going to fit right in, but you're not going to stand out. If you want to take your brand, your legal brand and your relationships from local to global, okay, there's a right and wrong way to do it on social media. I'm a big fan and I might upset some people. I'm a big fan of building relationships on social media that result in referrals. I'm a big fan of being that top of mind lawyer that's adding value without looking for anything in return, which results in new clients contacting the firm. Marketing on social media, that traditional lawyer marketing, that really cringy late night television ad that lawyers try to recreate on the social media platforms, the only people that are interested in that is the lawyer that's creating it. I think if you come into social media with the mindset of showing your human side and involving your activities and your interests and your passions, whether it's sports, whether it's the arts, whether it's politics, whether it's trial advocacy, whatever whatever your interest is as a lawyer, the content you create around that interest, and then you sprinkle it with legal wisdom. You sprinkle it by shining a light on another lawyer who actually complements that hobby, that interest or passion by asking open-ended questions and interviewing other people and tapping into their communities. I think those are the lawyers that, that stand out, whether you're wearing a, a killer Hawaiian shirt, whether you're like me and you shoot video while paddleboarding down at Dana Point Harbor, or maybe going on a run with the GoPro, right? I mean, these are ways you can stand out. And, uh, and then once you figure that out, once you give yourself permission to just be yourself, and do what you need to do to create, number one, appropriately entertaining content for social media. It has to be appropriate, depending on the topic, right? Number two, your content should be unique and memorable. And number three, your content should be easily shareable. When you combine all of these elements into the content you're creating, whether it's a blog post, whether it's an audio like a podcast or social audio on Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces, or my favorite, video or live video, that's where you can just easily, easily stand out, rise above all the noise and get the results that you're looking for. But unfortunately, because of how we're trained as lawyers, unfortunately, because of the self-limitations a lot, a lot of lawyers put on themselves, that doesn't happen. And it just breaks my heart because, you know, I love lawyers. I married a lawyer. I met my lawyer and my partner in law school. And Lisa and I have been happily married ever since. My daughter's a second year lawyer up in Century City in Los Angeles. You know, side note, when I asked AJ, why do you want to be a lawyer? Right? She looked at us and she said, Dad, Mom, I watched you guys help people while I was growing up. And I want to help people too. So that's kind of, that meant a lot to me when she said that. And we try to reflect that personality. We try to reflect that approach in our social media content. My son's a senior at USC in the Marshall School of Business. And guess what? He's actually, I'm starting to hear the L word from him also, right? And so it's one of these things where lawyers, I think are the coolest people in the world. I think we are, we, we make society better. And I think that when lawyers give themselves permission to approach branding and relationship building, especially with digital and social, with this mindset, that's where the magic happens. And, you know, you guys are, were kind enough to mention before we went live, you're going to talk a little bit about my book, but let me just say, because it complements what I'm saying right now, I think there's three components to social media. Number one, you've got to have the right mindset, a go-giver mindset, right? Just give, 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 and give some more. Don't ask people for anything. Just share your thoughts, your wisdom, your value. It's okay. 
these your your audience is still going to hire you they're not going to try to do this on their own there's there's plenty of business out there everyone but just have the mindset of being a go-giver as bob berg describes in his books the go-giver series of books number two understand the personalities of the platform what works on twitter or live video right here may not work on linkedin or on an instagram post so understand the different personalities so that you can play those personalities on each platform and then number three learn how to communicate effectively and persuasively on the digital platforms you can have the great best content in the world but if you're not sharing it the right way at the right place in the right fashion, you're not communicating the message the way the way you should. You're not storytelling. You're not creating and peaking interest by number one, entertaining, number two, being unique and number three, being shareable, like we talked about earlier. I think you're dropping the ball. But I think the lawyers that give themselves permission to do all of the above hit replay, go back to the last five minutes, you guys. I'm telling you, that's all it takes to stand out on social media. And, and that's why I'm excited about being on today, because I think with COVID-19, with what we've all been through over the last almost two years, right? It feels like 10 years, but, you know, over the last 19 months, whatever it might be. Oh, absolutely. You know, for, for me, what's really worked well is understanding what we've already talked about, okay? The mindset, your why, what's your goal, what's your message, but then doubling down and embracing video and live video to do all the above. And that's what I want to talk about today is how to use video and live video, whether it's just your phone or you're using a, a quasi studio setup, like what we're doing right now, how to use this technology to stand out, to, to meet people and look them right in the digital eyeballs and really create that type of relationship where Jordan, if you and I see each other uh, at a conference, we're not going to be shaking hands by the time we're done with this video. We're not going to want to just shake hands. We're going to come up and just do a bro hug, right? Because there's something about video that really connects us as human beings. I think the lawyers that embrace video the way we're going to talk about and then use it on social media to build relationships and add value are the lawyers that are positioning themselves for success, not only throughout the rest of the year, but for many years to come. So I love, I love so much what you jumped in there. I mean, I love the fact that you're kind of putting that relationship building first. You know, the referrals will come from that. The connections will come from that. You have to focus on the relationships because ultimately at the end of the day, that's all that we can control from this. You know, at some point there's an algorithm or a logarithm that puts us out to where they think we need to be to connect us with who we need to do. And hopefully those are people that can send us cases that are potential clients, referral sources. But in terms of building those relationships, we know it's going out to somebody and there's definitely that opportunity. And I know, you know, you've done a phenomenal job with that. I know putting together, especially some of the groups around Clubhouse and some of the other things that have come out over the last year or so and really trying to drive that value to other attorneys to help them grow and build those connections and build those relationships and build those referrals. It doesn't feel like work either. I mean, it's fun. I actually enjoy blending social and digital into the everyday practice of law. We're, I'm a full-time trial lawyer. Like we're full speed ahead. I got some big cases, some complicated stuff happening, but I look at this as a social media legal blend when it comes to business and practice development. I'll work on my pleadings for an hour or two. I'll push them aside. I'll jump on Clubhouse. Uh, I'll shoot a quick video. I'll go for a run with the GoPro. And by the end of the day, I practice law. I've built new relationships. I've met, met some really cool, amazing new people around the world because of social and digital. I mean, lawyers need to appreciate the fact this is a new 24 seven opportunity to, 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 you know, we're all, we're all mobile media companies now, right? 
And it's an opportunity 24 seven to create content that's allowing the conversation to continue wherever your audience is and whatever they're doing. And so I think if you approach it from a perspective of having fun and, and, uh, and, and not looking at it as a job, but looking at it as an opportunity to do something new and exciting. For me, that's what works really well. And so, you know, when I'm creating videos and live videos, Jordan, you know, the first thing is number one, you know, having the right mindset like we talked about, but number two, what am I gonna be creating videos about? You know, am I going to be, be creating a video about what to do after a car accident? Or am I going to be creating videos about things that just stimulate me and keep me up at night and really get me into deep conversations with friends, which happen to be breaking news stories or trending topics? And in almost every single breaking news story, which we call newsjacking, uh, something's happened. There's usually a legal twist to that breaking news story, whether it's a, an NFL quarterback signing a new, you know, deal breaking contract. You have contract laws, jurisdiction, venue laws, negotiation approaches with that contract, whether or not it's a political issue, whether or not it's a new legal case that's come down. There are ways as lawyers that we can introduce in the second paragraph of the conversation, whether it's written audio or on video our own two cents uh, into the conversation. If you do it the right way with a positive perspective, uh, not making anyone look bad, but just sharing another approach or maybe something reporters haven't thought of, that type of newsjacking in real time is the type of newsjacking that got me on stage two years in a row at Tony Robbins Business Mastery in front of thousands of people. Now, you can imagine what kind of exposure that gave me as an individual, but also my law firm, because there are a lot of very well-to-do people at the Tony Robbins Business Mastery. It's not inexpensive, right? And so all of a sudden, I'm that California lawyer that they reach out to with their questions, their problems, or concerns. It's because of newsjacking as a lawyer that got me on stage. Another thing that you can do is oh, wait, Mitch, hold on before, before you go, before you go on the next sure. one, I gotta jump yeah. in for a you second interrupt because, me anytime. Cause I'll just keep talking, you know, there we go. Well, like, like a good lawyer. No. Um, but you know, I love what you're saying here. And I just want to make sure that we make this point so clear. I, I am imagining, I am assuming you get a ton of business out of this and a ton of opportunities, but I think that you do that because you are being genuine about this because you are truly talking about things that you like, because you truly enjoy helping people because you truly like it sharing that information. And so I think that sort of the why, the why are you doing this and the what you're talking about, I think really has to be central for you to get the cases from this. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, we all know those people that are kind of sleazy about it. You know, the, uh, the, the business card bandits, just trying to get a case, get a case, get a case, pass a card, pass a card, pass a card without that true genuine care and concern. So, so I'll be honest with you. I do it because I understand the importance of branding and creating content that's engaging and entertaining for social media. To do that, it's fun for me to create that necessary content with my business hat on. Like I know I need to get this stuff out there by talking about breaking news stories that are of interest to me. So gotcha. whether it's okay. whether it's Ryan Lockie down in. Uh, the Rio Olympics who was uh, detained or arrested for allegedly lying to the police officers, right? Or Melania Trump uh, plagiarizing Michelle Obama's speech in 2016. Or whatever the issues are, what I'll take is the issue of an arrest or the issue of, of uh, plagiarism. And, and I don't try to make anybody look bad, but I'll look at what everyone's talking about and then I'll share the legal 
side and pros and cons to that breaking news story. When Bill Cosby was originally arrested for allegedly putting uh, medication into uh, uh, women's drinks, I was on the beach jogging and my daughter was just getting ready to head off to UCLA. And when I stopped and saw this breaking news story alert on my phone, I immediately as a dad just went live on back then it was Periscope, which is now Twitter Live. And I shared my thoughts as a California lawyer whose daughter's on her way off to UCLA. That's my biggest fear as a dad. And while this isn't being charged in California, in California from a civil and criminal standpoint, these are the things that Mr. Cosby or anyone else needs to be concerned with, in addition to it just not being the right thing to, to ever do morally, legally, or ethically. And so I create content that's of interest to me. And for me, newsjacking and trending topics are an easy way to see what everyone else is talking about and then jump in on one of those trending topics that are of interest to you, not only to make your content creation easier, also it's more fun and it helps you build that foundation of social media content to help market and brand the firm. So it's a combination. If it's a topic that you are not that familiar with, you know, are you are you admitting that in the video? Or are you not talking about sure. it? Are you addressing that? Okay. Sure, absolutely. For example, I'm involved in a weekly clubhouse room. Clubhouse, everyone, is social audio. It's real-time audio. All you need is your phone. Uh, definitely reach out to me or Jordan if you want to dive deeper into social audio. I'm all in 10x on social audio, regardless of the platform. Uh, there's a weekly room on non-fungible tokens, NFTs. I like technology. I'm not a cryptocurrency expert. I'm not a blockchain expert. I'm not an NFT expert, but I'm fascinated about the international law implications, the contractual uh, interactions with blockchain and uh, NFTs. And I like the create the creators that are creating art and, and, and tapping into the NFT world. Uh, it's fascinating to me. So for the last 22, 23 weeks, I've been co-moderating a room with some friends on Clubhouse about NFTs. And what I bring to the table are the litigation and legal issues with NFTs. Do your due diligence. Understand the terms of service agreements at the platforms you're using when it comes to NFTs. Uh, when somebody wants to either represent you as an artist or when somebody wants to pay you with a particular type of cryptocurrency, what are some of the due diligence steps you should take? Because they are actually what we've been doing for the last 35 years in my life practicing law. It's the same contractual due diligence, state, federal, international law issues. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the conversation. But having said that, by giving myself permission to spend some time on Google and to talking, talk to some friends about NFTs and get up to speed with the basics, and I'm a lot better with NFTs today than I was back then, 22 weeks ago. Let me just share with your audience what's happened. What's happened is because of that, uh, my dear friend, David Merriman Scott, who's a gifted marketing expert, who's the gentleman that got me on stage at Tony Robbins, has his eighth edition of his highly um, sought after marketing book rolling out. And in his eighth edition, I think it's called the, the uh, uh, New rules of reach out to me, you guys. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's it's in 30 different languages. Universities are using it throughout the US. Because of what I'm doing on Clubhouse, David reached out to me and interviewed me for a new chapter in this best-selling book on social audio. Because of what I'm doing in this Clubhouse room, 
the continuing education of the bar put together a webinar along with three or four really talented blockchain cryptocurrency and nft lawyers for all the lawyers in california and i helped share some legal aspects but i also moderated the event had i not dived headfirst into the nft space on clubhouse those other opportunities wouldn't have come up i'm always honest with my audience if it's not something that i'm an expert on I'll, I'll definitely let everyone know but i'll also let them know i've got a big mouth this is my two cents worth and let's talk about it and i'll ask open-ended questions let the audience respond and just just have a conversation it's not that difficult social media is not like writing a law review article social media is just having a conversation and whether you are intimately um, familiar with the content of that conversation or you're stepping back as a moderator maybe as an arbitrator or mediator, seeing the case for the first time and just letting the parties and you're facilitating the conversation. I think lawyers with our training, it's a great opportunity to do all the above. And that's one reason I like live video because you can do shows just like this and you can, you can bring in amazing guests. And if you run the show the right way, you can build your brand, you can stay top of mind and you can really create uh, a reputation both offline and online for who you are and what you do. Bingo. I mean, and that's, and that's such a key point is there are things that you are the expert in and there are things that you know the experts in. And so like, mm -hmm. I, I, I not say hypothetically. So from our standpoint, you know, on this show, there are parts of marketing from the legal standpoint, I know cold other parts of it. I'm interviewing, you know, the best hundred people across the country to talk to our audience about it. So hence, exactly. you know, bringing Mitch on today, because ultimately you've got value as an expert. You've also got value as being the keeper of information. You've also got value as being a connector from one person to the next. There's a ton of things to be done, especially from as a lawyer. I mean, that's like the ultimate badge of, uh, of competency in so many things immediately. You know, I don't think we need to be very hard on ourselves. We can have fun with, with this process. And one of the things about having a live video show, for example, for lawyers thinking, how can I create content that's a little bit different? Uh, how can I stand out above all the noise? Well, a live video show, whether it's a weekly show, a monthly show, it's a great and easy way to do this. You can bring in guests. And when you bring in guests and you talk about something that's of interest, it's a trending topic. It's a news jacking story, right? You bring in the right guest. If that guest has an audience, you're indirectly tapping into that guest's audience. He or she or they are sharing it across their communities, whether it's live or recorded. And so what I found for me with live video, going all the way back to 2011, 2012 with Spreecast, so I don't know if you guys were, were around when Spreecast rolled out, but Spreecast was created by Jeff Floor, who was the co-founder of StubHub. And uh, before he sold StubHub, I think it was to eBay. And Jeff realized at an early age, he was in his late 20s, that there wasn't any live video on social media. And he created Spreecast. And the company reached out to me, and, and I was an early lawyer, the early lawyer on live video. I took a risk. I had friends tell me, Mitch, why do you want to be on live video? What if you say something wrong? What if you make a mistake? What if you don't come across very well? I'm Welcome guilty. to trial work. I'm guilty. Right, right. I'm a trial lawyer. What's the big deal, right? And no one's freedoms, you know, at stake the, the you know, this isn't a critical civil civil case or a wrongful death case. It's just live video. Well, here's the thing. I rolled the dice and I took a chance. And within two weeks on Spreecast, I'm on shows with Anderson Cooper, Katie Couric, Peter Diamandis, The Wall Street Journal, and everything all of a sudden snowballed from that point forward. One of our shows uh, even rolled over to TMZ later on that night because of the topic 
newsjacking that we were talking about. I intentionally brought that topic into the show with Katie Kirk. And um, so had I not taken that risk, everything that I've been able to, to, to have fun with probably wouldn't have happened. Spreecast isn't around anymore. This was in a 3G world, everybody. We're now in a 5G world. It didn't work well with mobile devices back then. But as Gary Vaynerchuk will tell you, and for those of you that aren't following Gary, check him out. He's an amazing character, although he follows the wrong football team. Um, there we go. But I did like seeing Sam Darnold and uh, Christian McCaffrey just dominate this past weekend. Sam's grandfather is a friend of mine. He's a fellow Rotarian uh, here in town. Um, but uh, where was I going? Oh, it was, look, even when things don't work out, whether Spreecast eventually died and went away, Meerkat, I was an early user of Meerkat. Uh, Blab was a platform that came out, which was live video. Look, the good relationships, social media platforms will come and go, but good relationships will last a lifetime. And so when you build out these relationships on the platform, I always tell people, look, if you want to stay connected, jump over to streaming.lawyer. I mean, that's it, one sentence. And what happens is you start building up a community. The more you're on a platform, whether it's audio, written, video, even if that platform eventually dies and goes away, it's great practice. The more depositions you take, the better you get. The more cases you try, the better of a trial lawyer you become. It's the same with social and video. So even though those platforms aren't around, they were a great springboard to the next level of building the brand that we built. And it's also been a lot of fun. And I've met some really amazing lifetime friends just through the digital platforms. Well, and you look at, you know, Vine or Periscope being modern day TikTok or Reels on Instagram or whatever it is along those lines. Like there's the same Good concepts. Point. And, you know, I know you're, you're big in a clubhouse and as clubhouse goes wherever it goes, you've got Twitter spaces, you've got Facebook rooms, you know, like sure. the concept that comes out of all these is, is going to remain because we want to stay connected with people in as many different ways as possible or the easiest ways possible. And sometimes Absolutely. that's straight audio and sometimes it's short video and sometimes it's, you know, the live show like this. Well, Jordan, I know, you know, with, with you assisting lawyers in the legal profession with marketing and branding, you probably get, but what if, or how about this? Or what if this happens? Right. And it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, how about this? How about, how about stand up, be tall, be loud and share your voice and have an opinion and stand out. Look at every famous person whether it's a scientist, an entertainer, a politician, a movie star, whoever it might be, these are individuals that have, that have not hesitated, at least from the outside. It doesn't look like they're hesitating to share their voice. They're, they're, they're giving themselves permission to be themselves. And if lawyers would do this, we're trained to communicate. We're trained you know, to be in front of other people. We're trained to operate in difficult situations. I mean, if you guys and gals and, and everyone else can, can do that outside of social media, you can certainly do that with, uh, with the social media partners. But here's the kicker. We're going to have people leaving today's show, Jordan, with, okay, I, I understand what Jordan and Mitch are talking about. And then they're going to go live sitting behind their desk. And they're going to see a couple of people come into their live stream. And they're just going to sit there. Let's wait for a few more people to come in. And it's going to be a boring, ineffective non-engaged live video and recorded video, right? It's, it's, no, it's not going to work. And so understanding these concepts and then implementing these concepts are two different things. And that's why if everyone takes 
their why and the approaches that we've talked about and then rolls it over to a video or a live video. Once again, you could be sitting behind your desk. You could be doing an interview like this. You could be out on a run. You could be watching the dolphins play while you're in the stands. You could be out on your paddleboard, whatever it might be. What you want to do when you go live, and I think this is, this is key, is you want to immediately grab the audience's attention. Okay, you want to immediately just jump into your live video show. And you want to capture attention, whether someone's live or someone's watching the recorded show so they don't tap, swipe, or click away. And I've got 10 easy ways for lawyers to immediately grab attention on live videos. Would you like me to share them with you real quick? Yeah, before, before that, though, I just want to jump in with, and going sure. back to what you talked about with the live stream, even if there's not that many people watching it live, it still exists. You can still use Absolutely. it everywhere else. You know, Absolutely. there might be five people watching this show. There might be 25, but we know consistently over the next week or so, there's going to be that many more hundreds of people watching the recast, jumping in, seeing the clips we post, et cetera. So really don't get discouraged by that live video with who's there. Be encouraged with a live video about who else can see it as you continue to grow your community, your brand, your presence. So important. It's so important what you just said. Oftentimes, and I've been on live videos with tens of thousands of people watching the live video, and that's great, right? I've been on live videos with three people watching, and I can tell you that sometimes those live videos with three people watching, one of those three people uh, has either referred a million dollar case to our firm or asked me to speak on stage at an event that uh, I never heard of, and it would never have happened if it wasn't just for putting myself out there and being on a live video show. So it's quality, not quantity, although quantity is coming into play, and, and that's a whole nother conversation probably for, for another time. But here's the, here's the deal. When you have the opportunity to go live or do a live video, you know, immediately grab the audience's attention. And the way you do that is I've got 10 quick tips. I have examples for each tip, but I'm not going to share the examples. you got a smart audience. They'll figure it out. But, you know, number one, start off with a quote. Start off with a provocative quote to get everybody thinking. Like if I'm giving a presentation on communication and persuasion skills, I might start off, this is one of my favorite quotes, by George Bernard Shaw. The single biggest problem is in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. Let's talk about that today during today's live video. I mean, just something that gets people thinking, right? Um, you might want to start off with a statistic. You might want to start off with um, a, a joke if you're a good joke teller. You might want to start off with something that's just happened in the news. You might want to start off with um, a, a, a rhyme of some sort that's relevant to the topic that you're talking about. Rarely do you want to start off with a thank you. Thanks, Jordan, for having me here. Um, it's great to be here today, that kind of stuff. You can circle back to that later. It's like an opening statement for all the trial lawyers out there. What I like to do in my first two to three minutes in an opening statement is I stand up and I tell a story. And I take that audience, my jury, by the hand and take them back in time. They're standing on the corner watching the vehicle drive by, color of the shirt, smell of the exhaust, the sound of the collision, the smell of gas in the street. And after two or three minutes, and what, by the way, everything's supported by the facts and the evidence, I'll circle back to introducing myself, thanking the court, introducing my client, opposing counsel, and then I'll move forward. The same thing works with a live video, everybody. Grab the attention of your audience right off the bat in a way that's related to the content of what you'll be sharing. And you're going to be ahead of 99% of all the other lawyers out there um, when it comes to starting 
and, and grabbing the attention of your audience. Well, I do want so the two to three minutes though that's in an opening statement with a jury panel that's forced to be there in some sentence. Mm -hmm. From the standpoint of social media, correct me if if you've got a difference of opinion, but for me it's two to three seconds. It's two to three lines if it's written. It's you know two to three five seconds tops about sure. why they should stay, why you can keep them in, where you're going with this, what the topic is, you know something along those lines. No, ab absolutely. So at the beginning of your video, for example, if I'm sharing a, a conversation a discussion, or I have persuasion and communication experts on, okay, one of the uh, authors uh, in my book, I had 44 experts from around the world contribute chapters. One of the chapters in the communication section, which is my favorite chapter, uh, was shared by Carmine Gallo. He wrote the book, Talk Like Ted, everybody. He interviewed 200 top TED speakers, what makes them so good. And he shared a chapter using those approaches as they might apply to social media. I mean, this to me is gold, right? So let's say I had Carmine on the show and I was sharing these three or four approaches <clears throat> that Carmine wrote about in my book with my live stream audience. What I might do is I might pick a, an example of, of how communication techniques can work if they're done effectively. For example, I might start off with the quote and then I might uh, take the audience to how many of you have been on stage? How many of you enjoy being on stage? You know, how many of you worry about being in front of a jury, standing in front of an audience, standing in front of a boardroom and not coming across the right way, looking bad, not being able to effectively communicate your message? Well, if you have those concerns, and I always do every time I stand up in front of a jury, I think it's human nature you're really going to enjoy today's show because I've got somebody on that's going to give you three specific ways that you can, number one, deliver your message, number two, in an entertaining fashion, number three, in two minutes or less, and he's here with you today. His name's Carmine Gallo. Carmine, welcome to the show. So you can start off with a provocative statement. You can then share a little story as it relates to whatever the topic is, and then you can dive into the Q&A. And I think you know, number four, you want to make sure you make it about the other person. Ask open-ended questions. Listen to what your guest has to say. Ask follow-up questions. Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about your business or practice. Genuinely deliver the content you've promised your audience with the guest on your live video show. And I think when you do that, and lawyers are really good at this, except your guest isn't on the witness stand under oath. He or she or they are there because they want to be and they want to be a part of the process. It's magical and it's fun. And lawyers are really good at doing interviews, especially once they figure out this magical process. I love it. So did that cover the best ways to start or do you have more? You know, there, there, I have 10 different approaches. I'd have to bring them up on my screen, okay. but I went over the no ones problem. that work, work best for me. And you have to pick what works best for you. If you're not good at telling a joke, then don't start off telling a joke, right? Um, but, you know, once you dive in, understand with live video and video, you know, you understand the content, you're starting off strong, you're setting the tone, you're making it interesting. And then what you want to do is you want to make sure during the video that you're on long enough to share your message, to deliver uh, the content that you've promised, to make it engaging, to make it persuasive, and even with short videos. And I like short content because I think today we're all super busy. I think most of us are kind of burned out with Zooms right now. And I like short content. Um, so think about create, getting to the point, right? Getting to the point and delivering what you are promising the viewer quickly, 
easily in a frictionless way. And I think what happens is the viewer um, will appreciate the fact that you didn't string them along. The viewer will appreciate the fact that you got to the point, you delivered like you promised you would, you respected their time and attention. I think when lawyers do that, it works out, it works out very, very well, especially for those lawyers that are, that are, you know, embracing the power of social media. You also want to make sure that you've got a clear call to action. And when I say a call to action, I'm not talking about your typical sales call to action. I'm talking about if you'd like to be involved in more conversations just like this, join us over at streaming.lawyer. If you have any questions about this, reach out to me on Instagram DM or Twitter DMs, and my team and I will do our best to hold your hand and get you going in the right direction. You know, it's a more subtle type of call to action, in my opinion, that works really well on social media where you're just basically inviting the relationship to continue. And you want to have a specific way to do that for each video. For example, maybe it's streaming.lawyer, okay? Maybe it's, uh, you know, on Clubhouse, we always will because Instagram and Twitter are linked to the Clubhouse social audio application. We'll always encourage everyone, listen, if you want to stay in contact, top on the tap on the profile picture of, the speaker either here on, on stage or down or those audience members down in the audience, tap on their profile, drop down to the bottom and connect with everyone over on Instagram and Twitter. You're just inviting that conversation. And that's the type of call to action I'm talking about when it comes to building relationships for lawyers on social media. It works really well. I love it. Yeah. I always hate those videos that are like, all right. And now for the for the key thing, you got to stay around. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna get some questions from our sponsors, and now we'll come back for the big thing that you're here for. It's uh, I hear they're out there. I hear, they're, I, I hear they're out there. I just never stick around long enough to uh, <laughs> to, to listen to it. You know, it's it's interesting, Jordan, because I get it, right? I get it, um, but I think there's a better way to uh, let's just say FOMO, fear of missing out. There's a better way to kind of create that limited opportunity. And you can do it in a more real way by just being human and being honest. And just look, I've got um, I've got some roundtables set up at streaming.lawyer and human.social, which is my live video site, where I'm interviewing experts in different areas, communication experts, NFT experts, uh, divorce experts, uh, legal tech experts. And um, what we're doing is if somebody wants to hear what this roundtable panel of experts has to say, this is my fear of missing out. Even if the show's already been recorded, they're going to have to show up, you know, next Wednesday night or whenever it is to watch the show and to participate in a conversation and engage in real time. So there's a way of using FOMO. There's a way of using limited opportunities in a way that's, you know, at arm's length, uh, it suits your needs. It, it, it meets, you know, it, it satisfies the needs that you have. And it also keeps the audience entertained. In trials, we do that with our jurors. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead in my jury selection and I'll, I'll ask some questions and I'll get my jurors to start thinking. Okay, even though I could easily answer that question or let them know what piece of evidence is going to answer that question, whether it's in a, a jury selection or opening statement, I'll oftentimes wait and let the jury know, I'll come back in my opening statement. Remember when I said this? Okay, pay attention on day two of the trial. When Mr. Jones comes in, I think you're gonna be interested in what she has to, what he has to say. You know, and so you wanna kind of do this intentionally because it's human nature 
to get bored. It's human nature to be distracted. And if you learn how to communicate and keep people on the edge of their seat, I think in the long run, they're entertained. You're more effective and persuasive in the content that you're creating. And then when it's all said and done, you, you have a greater chance of getting the result that you want to get. And then you brought up something, Jordan, at the end of uh, your live video, it's super important to take advantage of this content that you've created and then, and then repurpose it. Repurpose your content so that you can use it tomorrow, next week, next month, and next year. And when I talk about repurposing content, and I know you know what this is, but for the audience members, for example, if I'm doing a live video show on, we use StreamYard, which everyone is like Zoom, but when I go live on StreamYard, it goes out to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, four or five different Facebook groups and pages and over on Amazon Live, all with one click. So while Zoom will allow you to Zoom to other Zoom audiences or to your Facebook page, StreamYard allows me to broadcast live around the world on all the top platforms. Once the StreamYard's done, then what you can do is you can re re uh, download the recorded video and or audio or both, and you can create little segments, little bits of content from your show and you can you can sprinkle this content across social media and for me jordan and i know probably for a lot of your clients that's where the magic happens because you can take little video clips and turn them into gifs which are the little animated pictures that all of you guys see across social media you can link back to blog posts you can take segments and you can you can um create new content around around that recorded video or audio. You can take the audio and, and, and turn it or rip it into a podcast. The content you can use after the live show is over or after your YouTube video has been recorded and uploaded to YouTube, it's just amazing. And we use platforms like Lately AI, which uses AI. We upload the, uh, the video into Lately AI, you guys, and it creates a written transcript, which we use for a blog post. It takes 30 second clips of our video along with the words that we're speaking. And it creates these little 30 second clips, maybe from one live one hour long video show, it'll create 100 to 150 little clips. We'll take 30 or 40 of the best ones. We click a couple of buttons and then it schedules it out according to the AI and the algorithm to all your social media platforms. So I use this type, type of technology to leverage and save myself time, but also reach as many people as I can with content that we've just created once. And that's been my little secret. I, was, I always tell the story a couple of years ago, I'm in trial, it's a two week trial and about halfway through trial during the morning break, opposing counsel, he leans over with his phone. He goes, he goes, Mitch, I gotta ask you a question. I said, what's up? He goes, well, you know, we've been in trial for a week and a half and, you know, you're tweeting every hour and a half and you're sitting next to me. How are you doing this? You know, and I let him know I was using Agora Pulse and on Sunday nights during Sunday night football, either me or a team member will schedule 20 or 30 tweets throughout the course of the week on relevant topics. And it goes out, you know, every three or four hours, depending on how we schedule things. You can do the same thing with lately. And so while we're working and doing what our clients are paying us to do, this content's going out on your behalf. So Jordan, your company may be doing this, you know, for your clients and uh, for, you know, so there's different ways of doing this, but if you leverage technology to help share your message and add value for me as a lawyer, that's just made all the difference in the world.
And to be super meta, so breezy, when we repurpose clips from this show, let's grab the beginning of Mitch's speech about how to repurpose. And so that way we'll actually have a repurposed piece of content about how to repurpose content. I love that. I love that. It just makes life easier, right? I love using technology to complement building human relationships. I do not like using technology to sup to take the place of that human relationship. For me, that's that's where a lot of lawyers get things wrong. So uh, yeah, it's been fun enjoying it. So as we get towards the end here, anything else you want to make sure we cover? I know we could we could definitely. I mean, you wrote a whole book on this, so we could definitely have a much longer conversation, but. In terms of uh, the actionable tips, takeaways for some of our listener watchers here. Just make sure that you are not doing what every other lawyer in town's doing. That's my that's my key message. Most of the lawyers, when it comes to practicing law, litigating cases, trying cases, marketing and branding themselves on social media, they're doing it all wrong. Okay, they're doing it wrong. So don't do something just because everyone else is doing it. How can you? Going back to the beginning of today's interview, how can you tap into your why? How can you tap into what makes you unique? How can you tap into your interests, your passions, your hobbies? How can you play around with breaking news stories or trending news topics? How can you create content around all of this in a way that's different from everyone else? And once you give yourself permission to do that, your brand's going to explode your email inbox, your direct messages on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook are going to explore, explode. And then have yourself set up so that when all of this incoming additional uh, potential clients come your way, you're set up. For example, here in California, we can refer out to other lawyers. Like we, we focus on just a couple of things. But what happens is when you're that lawyer that everyone recognizes on social media, you get contacted for every type of legal case that that you can imagine. So be set up to have referral systems set up to refer out to other good lawyers who will be able to help your new referral with their legal matter or with their legal question. I think once you set yourself up to number one, be different and number two, to be able to handle this new onslaught of business, I think think you're setting yourself up for long-term success. Yeah, and sorry about that for everybody. I was getting that one little piece of sunshine shining through a bunch of trees right into my eye. So I re, uh, reorganized there. You're, you're um, twinkling. Your eyes were twinkling. There's never anything wrong with that. There we go. And the thing that I want to address along those lines is you are going to get pushback. You're going to get the Donald Downers and the Debbie Downers being like, you can't do this. We're lawyers, yada, yada, yada. But the people in your community that are successful, you know, the the Mitch Jacksons and the ones who are already doing this are going to be so appreciative and supportive of the next generation doing this, that you're going to end up finding out that the people that don't want you to do this are the ones who aren't successful and are scared of you doing it. And the ones who are doing it and are successful have that abundance mindset to help you do this and be better and do it right. Because that's what shines through on successful social media. That that's so true. And I think another aspect of that Jordan is in today's world, the client expectations are different. Um, In other words, they want to be able to connect with you via a Zoom or some type of live video rather than driving an hour and a half to come to your office, wait in traffic, be exposed to other, you know, COVID-19 situations, you know, in the building and in the elevator. You know, it's a situation where you got to figure out what does the consumer want? And I think right now they want to be able to take advantage of cloud-based services with law firms. 
and how can you satisfy and create an exemplary client experience? My, my last thought is the most important question we ask our new clients after the initial consultation, the retainer's been executed, whether it's digitally via Zoom or in our office, is when it's all said and done, before they leave, I'll look the client right in the eye and I'll ask the client, how would you like me to communicate with you? And then I'll just listen. If the client wants me to communicate on Instagram DM or email or text messages or snail mail or whatever it might be, then that's what I'll do. I want to create less friction between the client getting the answers that he, she, or they need with the requirements that my law firm has subject to state bar rules, confidentiality issues. And that's how we'll deliver our services. And when we do that, the clients love it, right? They love bragging about my, my lawyer and I communicate via text. This is great. I don't have to do phone calls, emails. A lot of younger kids nowadays, they don't even use email anymore, right? And it's like text is where it's at. If you allow yourself to service your clients in a way that they want to be serviced, they love it. And they're going to tell their family and friends about you. And they're going to feel closer to you. And they're going to feel connected with you. And they're going to be happy clients. And there's nothing I'd rather have as a lawyer than a happy client. So that's how we keep our clients happy. We ask the question, how would you like us to communicate with you? Well, I think that's a lot of the beauty of video is people will feel like they have that one-on-one -on -one connection with you or that one-on-one -on -one conversation, even if it's a video that your firm has sent to 200 people answering the same, you know, 10 most common questions everybody has when it comes to the case or whatever it is along those lines. Something about video. We, um, you know, I can send you the links if you want, but we've got, I've got a couple of videos on YouTube to help lawyers communicate more effectively on video whether it's looking at the webcam like I'm doing right now or looking down at you when I'm having a conversation, using good audio, using decent lights. If you're out and about with your phone, creating content, understanding what's in the background, looking at your phone lens as opposed to the wrong end of your phone, making sure the audio, there's a lot of things you can do to help complement Jordan, what you just said, so that when you're doing things the right way, it's also coming across the right way. And when it comes to video and interacting with clients, one service that we use that's just awesome is BombBomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. And what it allows us to do, everyone, is instead of uh, responding to an email with another email, I can click a button and just shoot a short personalized video. I can say, Jordan, thanks for reaching out to the firm. Listen, I just got back from a workout. Let me look at that document you sent over in about an hour and I'll be right back in touch with you between now and then. Stay safe and make it a masterpiece. I'll see you, Jordan. Boom. When Jordan opens up his email in his inbox, instead of a typical email, he's get a video within his email inbox. He doesn't have to go someplace else where I'm using his name. I'm looking at him right in the digital eyeballs and we're having a conversation. Jordan can then either respond by email he can click and shoot a video back to me without even having to be part of that service. Uh, and, and the conversation just happens. We pulled in a lot of big cases during COVID because of the bomb bomb service. While consumers are not getting their phone calls returned by lawyers because they're not in their offices and they're not set up to handle phone calls when they're not getting the emails responded to and they get an email from us. It's actually this video email it's allowed us to bring in new clients and close big cases during COVID-19. And it's all because we just took one additional step to learn something new 
that's super fast. It's easier than a regular email, and it has more impact with the uh, with the you know the re the receiving potential client. So video, I think, is the way to go. All right. So um, I want to talk about our next episode. For those of you that enjoyed our wonderful interview with Mitch, we'll be back on Thursday, two thirty Eastern time. So that's one hour before this episode on Thursday. We're talking to two people from Even Up Law. So that's a technological services provider that helps personal injury attorneys when it comes to demand letters and whatnot. So they're going to talk about how you maximize the value of your personal injury cases. So certainly a wonderful thing for PI lawyers like myself and, uh, I don't know, the majority of the 1.3 million attorneys across the country probably uh, in some manner. So they'll be on Even Up Law. That'll be Thursday at 2.30. But Mitch, I know you said uh, you said you were giving us your last tip, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drill down for one more. So for oh, anybody yeah. who's been listening to the show for the last uh, hour now that we've hit the full hour mark, if they remember absolutely nothing else that you said, what would be your biggest piece of advice? What would be your most important takeaway to help other attorneys be that exhibit A of a successful attorney like yourself? Be yourself. Be real. Add value. Be unique. Be different than all the other lawyers in town. Do what you need to do to leverage, to learn and leverage video and live video. Those are, those are my takeaways. I love it. And then to go back to what Mitch talked about before, uh, call to action wise. So here's our call to action. If you're like this video and you want to engage with us more, we've got a free Facebook group, Solutions for Lawyers by Lawyers. Most of our guests are in the Facebook group if you've got follow-up questions um, and we've got some other conversations and some unique content just available there. So on Facebook, Solutions for Lawyers by Lawyers. Thank you all so much for joining me today. And thank you so much, Mitch, for your time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm here for you anytime. Take care and make it a masterpiece, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.